Come on. Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. You are kind of like a happiness succubus. Potential, I don't know, therapist. If you're looking for somebody to uh, therapy, I am your girl. Fucking <laughs> um, therapy all over me. <laughs> Dave and Mahoney. Keep your gummies locked up. Yeah, that's that's what the cabinets above the fridge are for. My wife can't even reach them. That's where see? I keep all the stuff that I don't want her to see. Is it porn up there? Like what, your fleshlight? What yeah. do you mean? <laughs> My gummy fleshlight. Oh, Dave and Mahoney. What, you don't believe her because she's a woman, Mahoney? Yeah. Exactly. Mahoney just says exactly at the end of a non-porn just to make you think he's right. Exactly. Yeah, I just got manipulated because I thought I was wrong this yeah, whole you time. Were not. You know what? Maybe he's right. Oh my God, no matter. I have so many failed relationships. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No. No. This is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news? Yeah, we've all had dogs that have done dumb stuff before. Maybe they chewed up the couch. Maybe they chewed up your underwear. Maybe they pooped inside. All things that are a fairly minor inconvenience in the grand scheme of things. This is a bit more than a minor inconvenience. A Pennsylvania couple said that their golden golden doodle, whose name is Cecil, shocked his owners and the vet by consuming... $4,000 in cash. Cecil, you stupid Bad son of a bitch. Dog. Literally, you are a stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> you are. Cecil, who I guess is a very well-behaved dog, normally seven years old, consumed the money that had been left on the kitchen counter and was awaiting storage. The money, a withdrawal from the owner's joint savings account, was quickly devoured by Cecil. The panicked couple consulted a vet who determined that Cecil only needed to be monitored at home because of his size. The couple painstakingly pieced together the remaining bills with some being recovered from his vomit and others from his poop. Uh-huh. They say that all in, they only lost $450 and the bank accepted the chewed money as long as the serial numbers were visible. But next time that somebody tells you that money is dirty or that you think I'm going to roll up this dollar bill for whatever reason that you may do that for. If you're, you know, we know what you're rolling. We know what you're There's rolling. only one reason. We know what you're rolling up that hundred. Yeah. You're rolling it up so it fits a little bit better in that tube at the bank. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Uh, just know <laughs> it could have been in some dog's beehole. Oh. <laughs> Old Cecil. Some, uh, Cecil beehole. Cecil Beasel. Cecil Beasel. You know what I'm trying to do. Yeah, I got you. Good <laughs> news today as well. Uh, Costco co-workers helped to save a man's life. Co-workers at a Costco in Maryland Heights, Ohio, likely saved a man's life when they became concerned that he didn't show up for his scheduled shift. The manager and others started calling the guy who was having a stroke during the phone call. Oh, my God. So they call this guy. He answers the phone, and he's just not making any sense at all. And they go, something's wrong. Something medically is wrong with this guy. And emergency workers were contacted. The man rushed to the hospital. Coworkers stressed the importance of looking out for one another and expressed their care for their colleagues. Uh, he survived, and uh, he's you know facing obviously a recovery ahead, but still uh, likely saved his life because his coworkers either really cared about him or didn't want him to miss his shift. They did not want to they cover they that shift. <laughs> It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. So when you think about things that you do not want to happen to you, if you walk into an environment that is, you know, like a fast food or quick serve type place, I would say I'd put this towards the top of the list. A uh, customer is rather upset after he said, and he's filed a lawsuit because of this thing, and there was negligence involved. He's saying that he suffered severe and long-term injuries after a toilet exploded at a Dunkin' Donuts in Winter Park, Florida a year ago. He exploded this toilet? No, the toilet exploded on him, which is, ooh, what a, what a, what a, what a twist what a of twist. events. Yes. 
Uh, the lawsuit states that after the explosion, which left him covered in human waste and debris. <laughs> Jesus, man. How do you think how, how do you think the uh, the the little minis, the uh, the holes are made? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. And a Dunkin' Donuts too. Like yeah. I feel like that's a lot of yeah. that's a lot of you know coffee, you go in for the coffee and you the oh, guy has the that's, I, name a bathroom that's grosser probably than any, not just at Dunkin', but at any sort of cop shop. I would I would say that Waffle House, just because they're still smoking in Waffle Houses, so the cigarette and coffee. That's not true. You no. can't still smoke in a, in a Waffle House. I think you can, can't you? No, dude. No? I mean, it's <laughs> no. been a while since I've been to Waffle House, but really? I, yeah. thought, I feel like that's It's uh, not like just like a staple of Waffle House where they're like, come get your waffles and cigarettes. <laughs> I mean, you didn't grow up where I did. <laughs> I, I grew up more south. <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, the, the employee allegedly mentioned that they were aware of a problem with the toilet due to some previous incidents, and I guess oh, they didn't God. do anything about it. Oh. And then this poor guy, Paul, goes in there and just... You're like, what kind of poor plumbing job? Like, a, a toilet to physically explode to the point where it has harmed him? How is that even possible? I don't know if I've ever heard another story in my entire life of a toilet Like, with a cherry bomb like in it or an M80. Right, right. if you sure. put something in there, but you're like, this toilet's been on the verge of exploding, and the employees were just like, not my problem. Uh. Until poor Paul goes in there and the thing explodes and... Covers him in human waste. He's seeking more than $100,000 in damages. He said he also required mental health care and counseling. Yes. Pay, pay this man. Day. Yes. I pay mean, this man. That's fair. Can you just imagine? I mean, really, just yes. the absolute shock of you going in and you wind up walking out completely brown? I just imagine that, like, where he opens his eyes and you see the whites of his <laughs> eyes because he's totally covered yeah. in poop otherwise. I would need some therapy, too. Yeah. Pay the man his money. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. I got a message for you. Leave a message for the Dave and Mahoney Show anytime by calling 833-YO-DUMMY. That's 833-963-8669. Did you get that? Please leave a message after the tone. Can we talk about how overalls and really huge shoes are in style now? What happened? Did I miss something? Message deleted. Wait, did we say that overalls and really huge shoes, like, is it dressing no, like a clown? No, I think she's just making, oh, no, she said in style now. No, but I mean, if overalls and really big shoes sounds like what a literal clown would be wearing. Oh. That does sound like a clown outfit. It does. Yeah, like if I, mean, I was going to dress as a clown, overalls, huge shoes. Did overalls ever go out of style, though? I feel like that's been yeah, something. Yeah, man, no. Were, were overalls ever in style? Sure. Yeah, they were in the 90s, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for like I a pair of overalls. And even in like the 60s. You're telling me you? your little kids don't have overalls? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, they do, yeah, Dave. Yeah. I've seen your kids in overalls. Okay, you're right. All my kids have overalls. Yeah, let think about it's, it. Again, I don't think overalls have ever gone out <laughs> of haven't. style. They haven't. They're, it's a, just... they're, a, they're a functional piece of clothing. Yes. Are they? I bet you were the guy that had the one, the one lap down. Sure did. I, I, I absolutely sure did. was that kid. Man. Oh, God. I remember my guys. grandfather would always be like, put that strap on. <laughs> he <laughs> said, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> put the overall strap, strap on. back it's on to important. your body. Context matters. Wearing your clothing correctly. <laughs> oh, Grandpa. Oh. When you guys were younger, how often did you guys get in the fights? Like outside of school, in school, doesn't really matter. But I feel like Mahoney would have gotten in a lot of fights because he used to carry around like a wooden fence post in his trunk of the show. Bye. Message deleted. First off, it wasn't wooden. It was metal. I got suspended from school twice for fighting. 
Dude, uh, wasn't it wild back in the day when there would be a fight at school? Because the entire school would show up. Yeah, like, you, you'd plan a time, like, by so the bike So, 3 o'clock, we're going to meet down by the buses or That's, whatever, and the entire school would be like, there. It's like, how does the entire student body know, except for the teachers? I like, how is the there not a single adult they here? Knew. I'm sure the teachers knew, and they're just like, I ain't getting involved. They're playing some bets. <laughs> yeah, like these idiots. I mean, it was different. All right, the redheaded kid is minus 250. You want him or not? <laughs> it was different then. My first one was an after-school one, and there was, like, nobody around. It yeah. was just me and one guy, but it was on school grounds. So I got suspended, but the other one was like we had to wait in the gymnasium for like to go to class in middle school. So like you would get to school, then you would wait in the gym, and then you would all go to class at a certain time. Yeah. And so the second one was in middle school. I think I was in eighth grade and got into it with this guy. And he was uh, two rungs below me. And this was before. Uh, I think, epi- or maybe right. This was before episode one okay. or episode three had ever come out of so, Star Wars. Yeah, so you know the high ground is yes. the <laughs> preferred. I have the high ground. Don't Anakin. <laughs> he came at me, and I sparta kicked him down the bleachers. Hey man, that's and it. that was that. that. That's his fault for running up the stairs, it's man. Like, what are you doing, what bro? What are you doing? Learn that doom, lesson. Doom, doom. And then, did you get suspended for that one too? I got suspended for two days. He got suspended for. So how a many times week. in total did you get suspended <laughs> he for got fighting? Kicked down the stairs and suspended <laughs> yeah, for a week. Would, no, the the, the admin didn't like him. They liked me. They were like, "You were just defending yourself." That's right. But we still have to suspend you, and they suspended him, literally like more than twice as long. Uh, so two times is what I got suspended for. Wow. But we used to fight. In North County, St. Louis, all the time, man. And it's just like, I talked to my wife and about how she grew up. She grew up in a nicer, like, area than I did. Weird. She wasn't brawling in the streets like you were. But she was like, none of her friends were like, all my friends were focused on going to school yes, and all, that's all that stuff. that's why she's successful and we're not. I'm like, yeah, my friends were, we were just ready to, we were just angry and ready to throw down just at any moment. Cuffs. Yes. The kids at my school were savage, dude. Like, there was one of my buddies got thrown in the trunk of the car, and they drove him out to a country road and left him. When <laughs> like, you have enemies in, yeah. in middle school and, like, junior high and stuff, those enemies last the entire Forever. time that you're in school with dude, them. you're right. Like, you never become friends with those guys. Even as adults, you're like... I hope bad things happen to you. I'm not going to do it anymore because I understand consequences now. I, but I'm I Facebook still friends with one of my bullies. And are you? why would we you don't do that? Speak, but you know, it's just like yeah, let the bygones be bygones. No, nah, man. No, Any, anybody no. who did me wrong over the years, like there's still there's a group of about like five dudes who over the years of like growing up who I think are just complete pieces of garbage, and I keep up with them and watch how bad their lives are and, you love and it, how don't you? well my life <laughs> is going oh, yeah. in comparison. Yeah. And I just laugh. <laughs> And I just laugh. <laughs> You're like, got a new car, you tag him in it. <laughs> hey, Mahoney, are there any fast food items that you think are worth sacrificing your toilet for? Message deleted. Oh, dude, like, Mahoney's got a long list of things that he knows that he, when he eats it, it's going to turn on him, but you still do it. Oh, of course I, of course I do. What's the thing that will make your stomach turn the fastest that you still can't resist? I mean, Taco Bell. Every time. Without, without yeah. a, without a yeah. doubt. But like, when you've been drinking, there is no better food on this plane. There's much better Mexican. Like, I love sober, like, you know, Mexican food, love it. But like, when I, when I am drunk, and Can't I, get a need, deal. I need something. Yeah. You need 42 tacos for 50 bucks? Mm-hmm. A soggy taco. And when you're sitting on that toilet, you're like, is this a cleanse? This is what a cleanse is, right? That's right. Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. So, Audrey, you very much love little Elmo. I love her. Would you? That's how I talk to her. I love you. I love you. She's I love like, you. 
She's like, Mom, I'm like seven now. Stop it. <laughs> She's not seven. No, you do that. She's 10 months. Okay, so getting close to seven. <laughs> Five. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, would you risk your life to save your dog's life? Oh, my gosh. That's, yeah. I, I pause because I think of everybody else who'd be really mad at me for doing that. Well, yeah. They'd be so mad at me for doing that. But, I mean, that's. Well, we hear stories like that all the time. There was one, actually, I think it was just a couple of weeks ago. The guy ran back into the house to save the family dog yeah. when his yeah. house was on fire. And the firefighters were actively trying to stop him because the protocol is if people first. The people are out, they don't go back in to try to save a dog. Right. And I, you understand why, but at the same time, when you think about the your love babies. and affection that you have for your pets, you can understand why stories like this happen. A Florida woman who's, by the way, her name is Gwen Cash. I love the name Gwen. Yeah. yeah. Gwen, Gwen Cash? Cash. Hell yeah. Isn't Give it a, a radio, name, girl. Right? No kidding. <laughs> Had a uh, bloody encounter with an alligator on New Year's Eve when the reptile went after her Rottweiler during a walk near her home. She managed to save her dog, Maximus, uh, but suffered a lot of scratches on her arms in in the process. But this huge alligator comes out of nowhere and attacks her dog, and she's like... And not a little dog when you're talking about, like, we saw the guy with the cigar fighting off uh, the alligator with his little, like, something, tiny little (laughs) dog. Maybe a terrier or something like that. But we're talking a Rottweiler. Mm -hmm. I mean, I saw a picture of this dog. This dog looks to be 120-plus pounds. Right. I mean, when when you think about an alligator that's willing to try to attack a Rottweiler that's 120 pounds... I mean, certainly a danger to to kids and probably even a lot of adults. Dude, if you're going after a 120-pound Rottweiler, you could easily take an 80-pound kid. No question about it. So uh, Cash said she plans to contact a trapper to have the alligator removed and express concerns because, you know, the alligators in the neighborhood, uh, you know, could. Removed. This is the time to go. Quote, unquote. Removed. Hey, man, there's a hierarchy to this. Like, if you're an alligator out there, I get it. You're drunk on New Year's Eve. I've made some mistakes on New Year's Eve, too. You come after my dog. You can't be going after them Rottweilers, man. New pair of boots. It's going to be in my closet soon, bitch. Worn by Gwen Cash. Hell yeah. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. The strangest, strangest, dumbest, dumbest, and funniest audio from the depths of the World Wide Web. This, 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 this is the Internet is Undefeated. On Dave and Mahoney. You know, Audrey, I give you a lot of credit for helping me to fix my algorithm. I mean, when it you know, comes to what you see online, it's, it has a lot to do with what you're interacting with, what you're sharing. And I have found a way to actually bring joy to my doom scrolling now because it's no longer like just going into these awful rabbit holes of how terrible everything is in the world. It's like funny meme, funny meme, funny meme. Let me share these with my friends. And as a result, uh, I feel much happier now when I'm spending time well, on Well, I am apps. so happy because the internet can be a very sunshine, happy place. Like you said, if you take accountability for your own scrolling. Mm-hmm. I love how everybody loves to point the foot finger at like certain apps and things. It's like, all I see on there is negativity. It's because you're feeding into it. Yeah, subscribe it. to food and dogs like your boy and you'll be and, cap- or, and capybaras. <laughs> Bo- boats and boobs over here, also very delightful, along with some funny memes. I'm all over the place, but it's all happy, so... So one thing that you may know about this show, if you spent you know a significant amount of time listening to it, is that we are all very, very good at doing accents. In fact, I would say Stop. maybe that's our specialty. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Audrey, you want to give us a, a British accent real quick? Bangers and mash. Okay. See. <laughs> see. Perfect. Yeah, we don't do we don't do Birmingham. We don't do Welcome you, you, to Birmingham. You want, you want a generic Pinky blinders Midwest white guy? Gotcha. 
Got you on that one. So a lot of people struggle to do accents during the show, but this girl claims she can do any accent thrown her way. Let's see. Okay. American. Oh, my God. I'm, like, so excited to be back. You have no idea. Uh, I am very happy because uh, I will see all of my Australian. Friends, and I'm, like, literally so excited. But, like, the hardest part about being French. over here... Um, it is like uh, it can be a little bit distracting because there's uh, music Russian. here right now. And honestly, like uh, when I see people, I'm like, you know, stop bothering Spanish. me because uh, because really my social battery, it uh, runs out of time Macedonian. very, very quickly. But honestly, because it's very close to home, I am uh, really not like picky about, about anything. But I think I'll manage. That was really pretty good. good. That's pretty good. I mean, it's I mean, so it good okay. that it might better get you canceled. Than anything I could ever do. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why I stick to English-speaking countries. <laughs> so Anderson Cooper and CNN need to pick a lane here because they got too drunk a couple of years ago during the New Year's Eve celebration, and then they said, "All right, no more booze, right?" Because that just went off the rails too much. And now I guess they're back on the booze. Well, but because I think it, Anderson Cooper was the one who got the scaries. He got so drunk that he said, uh-uh, no more. Also, didn't he say that he had never taken, like, a shot of tequila or something weird like that? A couple like, years ago. How is that even possible? But because he's a Vanderbilt, Dave. I That's guess. why. They don't, they, they <laughs> you know? The Vanderbilts are like, break half the tequila. Yeah. Your last name's Vanderbilt, and you're as pale as he is. Are you shocked he's never had tequila? <laughs> Actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> monochromatic, isn't he? Yeah, he is yeah, one shade. Yeah, I, I don't think he's the sort of guy like us that will just go to the Mexican restaurant and like doing shot tequila for the for the birthdays, having a good time. Go to like Senior Frogs. Yeah, Anderson, you're not going to find Anderson Cooper there. But he got back to drinking and it went off the rails again. At the top of the hour, we typically have a toast and I feel that I'm hearing from a lot of people and I guess I'm just wondering, does daddy get his juice? <laughs> Never have I ever hook, hooked up with a fan. If they um, weren't before, they were after. You know what I'm talking about? Here go. Yes, Neil. Um, never have I ever, never have I ever. I'm just cringing for them, man. Like I'm not. See, I like Andy Cohen yeah. on the other I, side of okay. things. Like I, I, I didn't dislike. Fun. I didn't dislike the. I don't dislike the two of them together. I think it's annoying because we're listening to it in audio form and visual. I bet it was more fun. But that that cackle laugh was, I mean, they're, was just having a, they're having a good time. I mean, Another I don't... shot coming up in 30 <laughs> minutes, folks. Um, it's like a hyena oh from Lion God. King. Never have I ever... Um... Okay. Oh. And was he saying he never hooked up with a fan? No, so never have I ever... He was trying to get somebody else to put their fingers down. So that's why he was, like, hyping up one of his buddies who put a finger down. Because he was like, no. oh, you've hooked up with a fan. So that's how you play the game. You guys have never played Never Have I Ever before in the no, room? No, no. Come on. All of those people have hooked up with fans. That's the point of being famous. Yeah. So, Eddie Money's Take Me Home Tonight has been a huge hit for however many years, years now, sure. Uh, but people on some people on the internet are just starting to discover the song, and I love when people find classic rock songs, and they're like, oh, my God, listen to this line. It's crazy. When he says, just like Ronnie's saying. Just like Ronnie's saying. He's talking about this song. This band is called The Ronettes. The lead singer is Ronnie Spector.
And the female doing the backup singing in the background is Ronnie Spector. Another twist to that, mm-hmm. Ronnie Spector is Phil Spector's wife. Mm-hmm. And when they were together, she had to run away from him, part, because she was terrified of him and he was abusing her. But also, during their marriage, he gifted her, were her words, kids. Oh. As like a please don't leave me, here's two kids. Here's two kids. How nice. Bizarre. Phil Spector was a weird man. Yeah. Those wigs, though. Those Beautiful wigs. wigs. Beautiful He'd tell wigs. you right now they weren't wigs. If he was alive. Last but not least, this clip, I don't know how well it aged. It takes us back to the 60s. It's gone viral. And when they take these old news clips from, mm-hmm. you know, however many years ago, there's oh that boy. one that we had about people shocked that they couldn't actually have an open container Couldn't drink in their car. and drive. Yeah, yeah they're like, what the is this? society. Communists have and taken over. We can to, no longer crack open a beer on the drive home. To, to be fair, <laughs> that probably was peak society in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one is taking us back a little earlier than that. This is taking us back to the 60s. There's a news clip about when women were finally allowed to go into the neighborhood bar and consume an alcoholic drink, and boy, some people are not pleased about that. Well, the only thing that's been missing here up to now has been female sex, but not any longer. From 7 until 9 every night, from now on, women are allowed to invade a man's world. And what do some of the men who've been here for a long time, have been drinking here for years, what do they feel about it? I do not think women should be allowed to drink in bars. Why not? Because I don't object to the ladies drinking in the bars, but there's so many chappies come in the bar that tell different sorts of yarns and stories that I don't like ladies to hear. Do you tell stories yourself? I do. I love to tell them. <laughs> How do you feel about women being allowed into this bar? I think it's a good idea. Really, I do. It doesn't make you feel embarrassed to have women no, around? No, certainly not. If I was all like you, I'd think it would be terrific. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> How do you feel about women being allowed into this bar? I don't like it. <laughs> I like how the one reasonable guy in the middle still had a nice little dash of sexual harassment in there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it's wonderful that women are allowed in the bar to be better if they all look like you. <laughs> Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to The Dave and Mahoney Show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. How do you really feel? Tell, Tell us. I call into Dave and Mahoney Show voicemail at 833-YO-DUMMY. Please leave a message after the tone. Carlitos here again. Uh, I've been listening to you guys forever since the beginning. Uh, Audrey, I saw the picture this morning when I, you know, turned on the podcast. Audrey, gorgeous, smiling, uh, not smiling, gorgeous, just gorgeous. Good for you, girl. Now, I'm 6'1". I know Dave is 6'2". And allegedly, Mahoney is 6'4". 6'5". 6'5". Give or take. But I saw the picture, and it made me think. Mahoney is the same height on the picture as Dave. So, you lying some bitch. You ain't 6'4", 6'5". You 6'2", bitch. And I guarantee you that's part of the reason why he can't dunk a basketball. 
Message deleted. First off, he looks so offended right I now. I am the one who designed this. the show logo. If you go to our podcast, you can find it on any major podcasting platform, Apple, Google, Spotify, sure. wherever you want to find it, you can find it. The photo for our show, one, I took all those photos. Mm-hmm. Number two, I designed that mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And because it's a square, it wouldn't make sense to make me... Much taller than Dave. Right. And also, you would have had to make yourself much taller than me. We're the same height. No, we aren't. Uh, well, when you take off your lifts. We're, oh, is we're that what it is? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I got the DeSantis boots. That's, is that what you're saying now, <laughs> man? exactly You know right. I rock them cowboy yeah, boots. Yeah, you do. I feel like that would complete your look, by the way, if you had a pair of cowboy boots. I'm thinking about getting oh, some. Dude, you, you should. Thinking about getting Dude, you should. <laughs> you should. You should not. I would love that for you. It would uh, fit. It would I'm match thinking, the whole aesthetic. I'm thinking about getting some. I, but, I will only sign off on the cowboy boots if you exclusively wear them with shorts and duck no also be new boot goofing like that also to this gentleman uh th- those photos also we've i also removed uh all of our double chins and i do appreciate that yeah. so it's i don't i don't have the gift of growing a beard and so i saw those photos and i was like oh they look like good photos then he showed me the one with the double chin removed i was like damn Man, new profile pic yeah i didn't know you could like grab it i just grabbed a photo of us from like 10 years ago and yes mahoney is slightly taller than you dave because slightly. his hair is yeah. spiked up otherwise yeah. you guys are the exact same We are not the same height. We, we, we've exactly. measured okay. many times. Yeah. Same height. Okay. Leave a message after the tone. Yeah, man, I, I think the Raiders should uh, should hire Harbaugh if they can. Keep Pierce as defensive coordinator. But, you know, I'm not going to be mad if uh, if Pierce is head coach, too. I like him. But uh, you can't you can't match experience, and Harbaugh has it. Message deleted. I mean, there's been a lot of talk. You bring your team to the national championship game, and you already have that you know pedigree of being successful in the NFL. If Jim Harbaugh is ever going to make a move to go back to the NFL, this would probably be the time to do it, especially considering that there was, you know, some problems this season with the whole like science. I was, I've said it once, I've said it twice. You got some allegations to beat, and then That's coming fine. over the Raiders, the home of allegations, apparently. <laughs> We need a good rep for like a year. The Raiders are known for having a little cheat in them. I think Jim Harbaugh would be a great fit for that. You can't be a, you can't be the coach <laughs> of a team like, like the year. Raiders. One, one year. Ca- <laughs> you can't wear khakis and be the Raiders coach. Full stop. What if they were black khakis? Nope. Black. No, then they're not khakis. <laughs> can't say that. I can't say that. Can't say that. <laughs> and, and also, they, those are khakis. Those are not khakis. They're not khakis. Black those swords. are just slacks. Okay. At that point. Hey, guys, it's Clayton. I absolutely love your show. I listen to it all day, every day. Thank you. But with New Year's just going by, does anybody remember Mad Dog 2020 and Red Dog? Yeah. Younger generations are never going to understand. Message deleted. Dude. When you went to the gas station and you got some Mad Dog 2020, you were going to have a night. Yeah. You, it was just the full send type of evening. And there's been some things that have come along since then. The, you know, Four Locos when they had everything sure. in it. You know, like if you're going to get that, you know that you're going to go hard in the paint. Nothing was harder than a Mad Dog 2020 night. I mean, when you were going, when you're going deep on Boone's Farm and Mad Dog 2020, <laughs> Boone's Farm. Yeah. that wow. was like, I just can't believe, you know, in my like late teens, early twenties, when we had like a party house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just what were we doing? What were we doing every weekend? Partying. That's all we wanted to do is just drink. We would just take a cooler full of liquid to a, an actual crack house and party. Like, what were we doing? We were ho- the hopes were to get laid. We will put ourselves in situations where we end up in the backwoods of who knows where in a place we should not be. I understand why we're there. Like, what were you doing there, Audrey? Trying to get laid. <laughs> You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Oh, my God. Would you people shut up? Dave and Mahoney.
Ray joining us this morning. You got an opinion on Mad Dog 2020, brother? I do. I grew up in New York City, and it was never referred to as Mad Dog. It was always just MD 2020. MD 2020, yeah. I mean, because Mad Dog, just too many, too many letters. Why even bother? Just give me an MD 2020. Yeah. <laughs> You've had many a nights on it. Hey, and, and hey, and Wes, did you guys ever hear of Swiss Up growing up? Swiss Up? Yeah, it was a wine. It was, a, it was as cheap as uh, Boone's Farm or uh, MD 2020, but it was called Swiss Up, and I got drunk on it at 13 years old, and to this day, uh, 50 years later, I still cannot drink a glass of wine. What oh, about it ruined wine wow. for you? Wow. It ruined wine. When you're 13 and you drink a pint of that stuff, and oh. Nasty, nasty, nasty. Wow. How about how about some Thunderbird? You ever you ever mess around with Thunderbird, Frank? Oh yeah, yeah, Thunderbird. That, yeah. Didn't that turn your tongue purple? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> also, do yeah. you just call him Frank? Was- His name is Ray. Same difference. Well, okay. <laughs> right, I've been Joe. drinking. Don't, don't worry about it, Joe. It's all right. And hey, you know, I think Mahoney. I think I think Mahoney's actually taller than you in some of those pictures. Hey, you you shut up, Ray. I had your back there. <laughs> oh, so I got you guys mixed up. See, I must be drinking some Swiss up. I meant Dave's taller than you, Mahoney. Uh huh. Yeah, you're all Swiss up, Ray. <laughs> Appreciate the call, you guys brother. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. Glitz, glamour, and out-of-touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. So this is interesting. I mean, we've seen theatrical re-releases uh, for some bigger movies pretty recently. Actually, uh-huh. there was the Jurassic Park one, and that was, uh, for a lot of people, pretty nostalgic, right? Didn't you say that your wife was interested in that? My wife loves Jurassic Park, yeah. Yep. Definitely. We didn't end up going to see it during the re-release, but we were interested. Yeah, you're like, cool idea for yeah. somebody else. Uh, yeah, I'm just curious how these actually do because The Wizard of Oz is now returning to theaters for the 85th anniversary. I love The Wizard of Oz. Does that have enough nostalgia for you to go, hey, I'm interested in like potentially going to see that in the theaters? For sure, because I think that the, for people like me who have watched The Wizard of Oz so many times and never had the luxury of actually viewing it on, I mean, those are the type of cinematic experiences that as a moviegoer, you can't beat that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's What it was made for was for a theater experience. And like you said, 85 years ago, I don't think I was alive yet. So, I mean, just kind of getting it to where um, its original form would be pretty neat to see. I wonder if that feels appropriate to take a kid to nowadays. Sure. Right? Is it? I don't know. Wizard of Oz? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I saw the Wizard of Oz when I was little. If your kids are at home watching yeah. Willy Wonka, the original, what's the difference? They're just, like they're just about as old to yeah. it. I mean, the monkeys old. are scary. The monkeys are scary, but I guess also but, like drowning in a river of chocolate was fairly traumatic for yeah, us. Yeah, the Willy Wonka movie is only murder. The chocolate yeah. river? Like, once you get into that tunnel, that's way scarier than the monkeys. Oh, oh for yeah. sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think kids have an appreciation for a bad trip <laughs> like we do, but no, for real, Willy Wonka, pretty terrifying stuff. Um, this is... Uh, just goes to show that sports TV is still really, really big business. And this also goes to further that point, like we've been saying for many years, that college athletes should be paid. Mm-hmm. ESPN and the NCAA just agreed to an eight-year, $920 million media deal. So the agreement includes domestic rights to 21 women's and men's championship events, as well as international rights to those championships and the Division I men's basketball tournament. So the deal covers a total of 40 NCAA contracts and is worth $115 million annually 
$920 million over that contract period. And this isn't even the big stuff. That's so not the agreement, even football. That's, that's, this is like what? This, basketball. this is like softball and volleyball and gymnastics, baseball. But, I mean, 2,300 hours of championship event, event coverage each year. So it's a ton of content for ESPN. But, again, this isn't even the big buck stuff. So when people say, oh, yeah, well, maybe football players should be getting paid, but nobody else. They're out here selling the rights to these kids playing softball and hey, volleyball, and they're making $920 million off of it. Yep. If you're putting your, your your body on the line and you're making money for somebody else, your ass should be getting paid. 100%. Pay these kids. And finally, such a bummer, man. Rage Against the Machine. I mean, we loved them growing up, and, you know, they made the comeback, and they were playing a couple of shows, and then I think it was, like, show one or two that, like, Zach blew out his ACL when he was jumping around. And it's, like, it's kind of hard to Rage Against the Machine when you're having to, like, sit down on stage. I get it. Like, they've gotten a little bit older, but they, they still have it. And, like, the people, the fanfare for that band, so the fact that they came out and said... We're done. Once again, we're not going to be touring together. You know, Brad Wilk from the band, uh, he came out and expressed his disappointment. But We know who it is. It's, it's Zach. Zach. It's Zach, Zach. Yes. And here's the thing, you know, I mean, we've been lucky enough, Dave, to see Rage Against the Machine, you know, uh, in our time working in radio and still one of the best live shows. And that, Audio Slave, which was a great spinoff. I actually think Audio Slave was better. Uh, you know what? Depending on what you were looking for, right? Depen- I mean, yeah, exactly. If you're a fan of Chris Cornell, I think you could make that argument. You know, uh, but here's the thing. And here's what's going to happen again. This, uh, this isn't the end for uh, Rage Against the Machine because here's the thing. The other guys in the band, they love they're, they are lifelong musicians yep. who want to continue to make money and continue to perform because that's what they do. Zach, on the other hand, is living in Hollywood. He's made a whole bunch of money, made a whole bunch of money off a couple tours, so he's flush right now. Give it a couple years. Price, you know, you know, he'll burn through that, but the, and then they'll they'll end up making even more money on the next tour around. I hope they're you're not right. done. I hope you're right because I just had and you did too a few friends that were holding tickets yeah. that were supposed to be able to like reuse Make those good. tickets because yeah. there were some canceled shows in there. But at least for right now, Rage Against the Machine, as we know it, done. Dave and Mahoney, you're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. So I have a question for you guys. Do you know what Best Buy does? What do you mean? No, I'm just asking. Like, what does Best Buy do? I because mean, I remember back in the day, Best Buy used to be the place. Oh, yeah. I used to love going to Best Buy. And what would you go there for? Let's see if it's the same thing. Um, CDs. Yeah. CDs. I would DVDs. also. DVDs. Yeah. I PlayStation games. Uh-huh. Um, you get you know, some sweet TVs, some home entertainment centers, stuff like that. But, but really. I was in the play, whenever I was in Best Buy, I didn't have. TV money. No, me either. <laughs> in fact, I didn't even have CD money. I would just go there to listen to the albums. You know oh, how they yeah. have the little listening stations that you could go to with those totally sanitized shared headphones, I'm sure. Whatever. Uh, we all got yeah, lights in the 90s. It's fine. But yeah, it was just an interesting time because Best Buy was best known for that. Like when you'd walk in the front door, it was nothing but CDs as far the, as the eye could all, see. The only places that had more had a better selection would be your you know, local music store. And even then they weren't near, you know, there was probably like one of those yeah. versus, you know, every every major city in America had a bunch of Best Buys. Well, when was the last time you guys went into a Best Buy? I was in Best Buy probably eight weeks ago. Okay, so. You know, I, you bought, know a tri- I, bought, like a, I bought a tripod, you know, okay, so like, but it wasn't like because I needed it. A tripod. Or it wasn't because I wanted it to get there. I needed it that day. Yeah. And so I, I, I went there to get it. I've been to a Best Buy fairly recently because I had that projector go out in my house. Mm-hmm. And so I needed one and same thing. I wanted it that day yeah. because there was football games on later that day. And so I'm like, well, I've obviously got to go get this immediately, which 
I didn't tell my wife that I was going to get the projector. I just, like, left and then came back with the projector because I feel like she would have tried to talk me out of it. I don't know if that's unethical, uh, but... Audrey, you're kind of giving me a look no, like No, maybe. no, no. I'm just saying that what, so it's a warehouse. It's a warehouse now. Everybody who's been in this room, you've gone into Best Buy, so you know that the charm of what Best Buy was, it is now just boxes everywhere. They've got appliances and they've got TVs. But you know, listen to this. The reason this story is in the phones, news today computers. is because they've announced that they're now even getting rid of selling all DVDs and Blu-rays. Oh, nobody watch it. Nobody who has a DVD There's player. still people who are not DVDs, but there's still plenty of people who like physical media. And I'll, t- I'll tell you this. There is part of me that likes physical media. Are you the guy? You're the guy. Well, I don't do it because the- I just don't. I, I like convenience. But the one thing that I do hate that companies like Apple, Netflix, HBO, any of the major providers who are out there, you know, I buy most of my movies through Apple movies, but they can take them off. Even though I've paid money to buy yeah. this movie, you can. T- they can. They can no longer give me access to same it. With, same if with they, the music. It's because you're not buying it. You're licensing, licensing it, it yeah. and they can choose to end that license really? at any time with their terms mm. and conditions. Whereas with the physical media, that's yours. It's yours, and you, and it's not going to change. Because again, even how we've seen with Star Wars over the years, them changing how the movie is with Han, sh- you know, no longer shooting first. You know, to like ret, you know, recon, retcon the the way that some of these scenes are rewriting history. Literally, I don't love that particular aspect, but I don't love that aspect enough to give up buying it digitally. And how am I supposed to fall asleep and wake up with the weird intro on a DVD, like you were, you but, know, at a slumber party back yeah, in the day, yeah. getting freaked out by the same fifteen by the FBI, seconds? Like you're and, going to federal prison if no, you don't the, watch us. The intro before, whenever you're about to click play. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. also, there's. I will say, we did live in the golden era when DVDs were first coming out and Blu-rays. With the director's commentary, all the mm-hmm. extras, and when you buy something on you don't get Apple, you don't get any of that. I'm just curious if, if there will ever be a time in our life where we see something like a blockbuster come back because of the nostalgia, no. you know? I no. mean, I don't know. I I was a person who collected physical copies of almost everything, yeah. CDs, records, Same. DVDs, up until mm-hmm. about, honestly, three years ago. Um, and then I realized you got to move all of that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, my God, what an absolute but nightmare. And the only thing that I collect now is books. You kept, though, my guess is, did you keep, like, certain CDs and certain DVDs? Certain CDs and certain same, records. Same and like me. Things, I kept yeah. my Sopranos my, and my Lord of the Rings uh, DVDs. Yeah. And so I've got day, all those. That's, gonna, that's actually going to be pretty cool to look back on. I yeah. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. New message. Call the Dave and Mahoney Show voicemail. 833-YO-DUMMY. That's 833-963-8669. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, everybody. This is Tom speaking. I'm just not doing much of anything. Just sitting around watching old episodes of the TV, old TV show called WKRP in Cincinnati. And I got to thinking, you all being in radio, I'm sure... You may have heard of that series or not. Um, I heard it was based on real real things. And I was just wondering, uh, what's the craziest kind of thing that ever happened in your radio careers? Okay, love you. See you. Bye. Message deleted. We love WKRP in Cincinnati. So yeah. many, I mean, so many of the uh, jocks over the years, you know, obviously modeled themselves after Dr. Johnny Fever. And the, the, the iconic episode where so they You said it with out. so much confidence, Mahoney. I love that you're going to back to fact check yourself now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
the episode where they figured out the turkeys couldn't fly. That was probably what he's hearkening back to. As far as the craziest thing that you know we've ever done in radio or um, had happen, uh, we many years ago, this is like 2005, 2006, we had a guy that worked for us named Lemmy, and it was around Thanksgiving time, and we sent him out to a turkey farm, and we had the uh, the farmer at the turkey farm, unbeknownst to him, spray him with some turkey pheromones, mm-hmm. and he basically uh, got molested by about 300 turkeys, and it was live on the air, and it was a beautiful moment. That's a P, That's the most PG thing you're gonna. That's the one you're gonna. That's the one you're gonna. I was thinking that's, that's there's about hundred things getting, getting molested by three hundred turkeys, uh, a lot. But we were at the radio station one night, uh, me and a couple other radio DJs, and our friend uh, Hambone, mm-hmm. who we worked with, had a uh, a stalker, and it was a young woman who was attractive, who broke into the radio station. Oh yeah, and she kept uh, like just basically like trying to like. She was de- she was deranged. She's like physically trying to get him to Just like sleep, ho- please hook up with her. Yeah, wow. Like over and over and like and again, I'm like, and so the- he's sleeping with her, and then what? <laughs> well, at the time, I'm like, man, I'm hard up. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> slider to me, hell yeah, throwing her. But she was like, had broke in, and then like late at night, like when there's you know back then there was only like three of us in the in the whole building, mm-hmm. and we were all there, and so it's like we didn't know what to do, and she's like. Chasing him around the radio station, yelling like, "Do me!" and hmm, uh, eventually had to call the I, I, police. I'm into it. Yeah, I feel like you usually have to pay for that sort of thing. <laughs> you know, Mahoney, you've had a couple stalkers, haven't you? You had that lady from prison, didn't you, back in the day? That was uh, writing all those weird uh, letters. That, to yeah, you? there was a lady we called Crazy Lady, and she called herself Crazy Lady. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, but her name was Crazy Lady. Yeah. And, but she uh, would send you these letters and have illustrations on it, isn't that right? She would do a lot of drawings. Anytime that somebody does a drawing, it becomes a lot creepier. Yeah, but it, it, she would send the letters, and sometimes you know it's from like some sort of institution that she'd been committed to. Other times it was from prison, but she would always kiss the letters or like spray them with perfume, mm-hmm. and the letters didn't make any sense at all. Because she's manic and yeah. schizophrenic. Oy, it was schizo- it wasn't manic; it was straight schizophrenia. up schizophrenia. But the, the letters were graphic about the things that she wanted to do to Mahoney. How she would lay him down on her hospital bed and then use the bars that were above it to. To please him. Yeah, like, it wasn't the whoa, it wasn't whoa. the hot psycho. Yeah. It was the it was the six foot two, three hundred and ninety pound she did not pass institutionalized scale, did she? <laughs> no. lady who who could beat my ass who wanted me. So what? a little different. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's just so funny because I'm ten years younger than you guys and hearing all of the tales of you know, radio, the lore of radio, you know, I, that just did not exist well, whenever I entered into the industry. It just didn't. I mean, like I came after the studio couches. Oh, you, know you what I mean? missed the out. Studio. You did not miss out. I missed the out. studio couches. Yeah. Jock lounge couches. Yeah. But let me like, when we missed out, <laughs> we feel casting couch. We feel like we missed out like from the, when you're, you know, the times of like when your dad was in, in the 80, the yeah. 70s and 80s when the, when the jocks were going, they would just, the record companies would just drop off giant bags of cocaine for them to play their records. Payola. <laughs> that's why payola came, became, and plugola became a I thing. I had to, to school somebody on payola the other day, and I was like, shout out to my media law class that I took, because otherwise, I probably would also take cocaine and bribery. For sure. <laughs> I will say, though. <laughs> like, if I would have known that, like, I mean, that's just not something that they teach you whenever you walk the doors. You know what I mean? Like, you have yeah. to click through all that HR stuff, but, like, who's paying attention who's to that? that? Elliot Spitzer <laughs> was the attorney general in New York who was responsible for all of that 
that basically grinding to a halt because he was on his high horse. And then it turns out this dude is the one who's running uh, women and prostitutes yeah. in New York and oh, is yeah. in the black books of every madam in New York. And That's you're like, so crazy. this is the guy who's who's on a moral cru- crusade to stop cocaine and radio. Oh, my gosh. See, you know what? what a jerk. Radio back in the day. What a, what a fun time, huh? What a, what a time it was. Yeah, now it sucks. But it's funny because, <laughs> I mean, I distinctly remember those stories about, you know, it'd be Friday afternoon, the record company would come by, they'd drop off, you know, some records and a bunch of cocaine, and people would be doing the cocaine in the conference room at the radio station. While listening to the songs. And I remember- and the songs with, were good then. <laughs> I remember talking about this with a coworker who was talking about how <sighs> it was the good old days- because that seems like it was so fun right before he got up and went and did cocaine in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't in the conference room. You're yeah. still doing cocaine in the radio station. Please leave a message after the tone. When is Dave and Mahoney 3 going to happen? And for this fight, let's get Audrey and Chris in the ring. I want to see him get his ass beat by a girl. Message deleted. Oh, like me fight Chris? Oh, you'd kick his ass. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, I was going to say, do yeah. you guys want to just watch uh, women violent? So for the for those of you that don't <laughs> know, Mahoney and I have, have fought a couple of times physically, and it's been for charity. Mm-hmm. And, um, it you was know. a legit boxing event. Yeah, I mean, the first time, you know, Mahoney wasn't really that prepared. I was doing a lot of training in Muay Thai at the time. It was pretty lopsided. I drank the night before. Yeah, but then the second time, you went through this whole thing where you were in arguably the best shape of your life. I, that was not the best. That was the best shape of me in my 30s. Sure. He had but painted on abs. You painted on your abs. <laughs> I did paint on my abs. I had an airbrush was, artist paint on abs. That was actually a pretty good look. Thank Do you, you still have that photo? Uh, yeah. Of course you do. Yeah, yeah. There's all, nobody you, that keeps you, the Mahoney Presidential Library archive as intact as If you Mahoney. scroll back far enough on Dave and Mahoney's, our Instagram page, you'll see it. Gosh, how far? But I mean, it's five, six years. He was also uh. secretly training as well and was lying to me the entire time mm-hmm. that he wasn't training because he didn't want me to train, which I didn't. And, you know, I still beat his ass, but. Nah, the, the, you, you paid off the commission. Paid off the commission, yeah. That yeah. fight shouldn't have been stopped. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was like a Floyd Mayweather you, stoppage. You were bleeding. <laughs> Oh, what? I can't believe my own blood. Uh, I was crying. <laughs> this is David Mahoney. When you're looking for love, hey, baby, you want it? Then all the wrong places. You want to see what a mistake looks like? It's the missed connection inspection on David Mahoney. You know, everyone's looking for love in their own special way. And some people, when they have a moment in public and they see somebody that they think could be that special person for them, but they don't shoot their shot, they've got to do something about it. And so, of course, they go. To Craigslist. Audrey, have you ever, as an attractive young lady, been on Craigslist looking for somebody that had an encounter with you? Not for somebody, no? but I've been on there looking for like a couch in college. Okay, well, couch or the love of your life could be out there. Um, this one is Home Depot is where the heart is. Cute. It's a I, Home okay, Depot. enticing, intriguing. Yep. I think I would click. This is a woman for a man. This is oh. entitled Home Depot La Quinta. You were the hot guy, looked like a contractor, dude in shorts, showing an impressive bulge. Ah. We, we made eye contact a few times, and you caught me looking. If you're the guy and, you know, you need a strong woman to help with that big project, I'm the gal. See, you know what's so funny is that, like, we're always talking about the dudes just being thirsty, gross, just grimy. <laughs> this lady is the male... The male version of gross, grimy. Like, you I don't can sit care. here and pretend. Like, look, here's the thing is that dudes are gross and grimy and everything else. There's no question about that. But that works, which is for a reason. And that's because the chicks are also gross and grimy a Ooh, lot of times. This man. lady right here. It's like the, whenever you close your eyes in a vision, what type of woman would be saying this on Craigslist? Mm. We all can have a, a complete visual of that. And it would be correct. How about this? This is a woman for woman. 
and it's entitled The Help at Home Depot. If you help me and my mom out at the Home Depot in Hamilton, or if you know them, please connect so we can connect. If you want, you, cute hair, cute earrings, and very knowledgeable of nuts. And you complimented my hair maybe twice, I think, because I said you were cute the first time and got cut off. <laughs> Do I have social anxiety? Me, braids, and cool pants. I bleach those myself, by the way, and I'm really interested in taking you out for a coffee or a snack. Hopefully this isn't against the rules. She did not put a Z in there. She did. Yeah. No. What are we, in middle school? Yeah. And then a flower emoji after it. Rules. Okay, so she's a hippie. (laughs) So this is a uh, man for a man. (laughs) This is a man from Home Depot is the title. Athletic guy here looking for the man I bumped into in the holiday aisle. You were telling me about your... In the what? In the holiday aisle. In the what? Holiday aisle. Oh, okay. (laughs) You were telling me about your blue bulbs, and I wanted to help you out so bad. If you see this, I can meet weekdays, mornings, and afternoons. Blue bulbs? (laughs) Code for... Uh, Also, who has these sort of conversations? You're at Home Depot shopping for holiday stuff. You're like, hey. raging set of blue balls. Wouldn't hate a handy right now. (laughs) Like, what? Can you help me out? What a mess. Finally, this one is entitled Broomfield Home Depot. This is a man for a woman. This is Sophie, the beautiful green-eyed cashier at Home Depot in Broomfield. You gave me a hard time for coming back twice because I had the wrong screws. Now I want to give you a hard time with the right screws. I'll be back. I'll give you a right screw. Yeah. Is that what they're saying? Yeah. Oh, you know what? These people are clever. Literate. I appreciate a literate actual post. Yeah. Because most people are illiterate. And good luck to you, Sophie, that beautiful green-eyed cashier. Good luck. It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. So there are certain things in life that make you feel just so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like when you're walking down the stairs and you miscalculate either direction, one too many or one too few Ooh. stairs. Like when you think that there's going to be one additional stair and you go to step down and there's not. Like why is that so jolting? It, it, the ground's just there a little bit sooner than it's supposed to. I get why if you didn't anticipate there being another stair and all of a sudden you're falling... Like, why that makes you feel vulnerable. But either way, for me, it messes stairs, me up. Stairs, dangerous, Dave. Very dangerous. And uh, you have a lot of stairs in your house. We do. But, uh, Audrey, you had something happen to you, which you said made you feel v- very vulnerable. And I should preface this by saying you were fully new to the time. I was. So I, the other day, you know, we, we talk all the time about, like, how whenever you're a kid, you feel invincible. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel like you can do anything. You can jump out of a plane. You can climb to the highest, you know, peak and tower. And you always see people do, like, parkour off of, like, you know, uh, skyscrapers Nothing and stuff. Nothing can hurt you. Nothing yeah. can hurt you because you feel invincible. Well, all those guys always fall and die. They though. always fall and Every die. Time. I almost fell and died yesterday. Um, Were from- you doing parkour naked? No, oh. I was in the shower, oh. and I had one of those Scooby-Doo, when my feet were like, you know what I'm talking about, like absolute cartoonish in the shower, and I'm like, whoa, 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 and um, I almost fell. I did not fall, but it just made me think in my head, oh my God, if I would have fallen, I would have been the ladies that I see on the, the commercials, Life Alert, like You're being like, like help. help. So my phone was nowhere near me. I would have been right. butt naked, absolutely embarrassed. And I just am not invincible anymore. And it really took a turn for my mental my mental state. I'm old and I'm only 32. But that's when you know you have reached an age of lacking of that invincibility. Like, I couldn't have bounced back from a shower fall. There is uh, something to be said about how completely out of control of your entire life you feel 
when your feet start to betray you in the shower. <laughs> oh. Because I know what you're talking about. Like, one goes, and then you try to catch it with the other one, whoa, and that whoa, goes, whoa, 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 well, it was a couple days ago, like the day right after I got my flu shot, I was showering right before the show the day I came in for like one break. Mm-hmm. And same thing was going on with me. Like my shower was so slippery mm-hmm. that morning and like, you know, just being beaten down from having the flu shot and just feeling sick as hell. I like started to slip in the shower as well. I uh, <laughs> I was talking to my husband and I was like, I feel like I'm much more clumsy recently than I've ever been. Like I'm, I would not fancy myself to be a clumsy person. I do clumsy things from time to time, as all humans do. But my clumsy record is pretty—it's climbing. Un- unless you're driving, you've been pretty good at not being overly clumsy. But that's the thing. Like I feel like I have uh, like a pretty good unclumsy record. I mean, yeah. there was a time there where I was trying to fit my car into a way too tight garage in an apartment complex I was living in. That was the only culprit. Like. It was just too small of a garage. Like, that was the only thing that really had gotten me in a really long time. But now I'm, like, almost slipping and falling and running into stuff. So we've I've actually been talking to my grandfather about one of these. Maybe this could be something that's good for you. They have those walk-in shower slash tubs. Mm. I love that. So, yeah. like, you can, you, it's still, you, like, you walk in like it would be a shower, but then you can sit down oh. and bathe yourself. I love like a, a sit-down shower. I am that person. I am a person that just lets the rain fall down like I'm in my own music video and it's just coming down on me and I'm just sitting in the tub. Just like hunched over like a shrimp. Really? Absolutely. Are you I'm, sobbing while you're doing this? Occasionally, like, but I mean, <laughs> not, that doesn't, not, it's sometimes I'm hungover, yeah. sometimes I'm crying, sometimes yeah. I'm just being lazy, just want to have a seat. Mm. You no, know, just a little, you've never sat in the shower. So, no, man. Just I'm, looking at your like, little belly rolls no, all flopped over. No, I'm not going to sit there. That's where I pee. I've always <laughs> wanted a seat in my shower, but I've never had a shower seat. See? So for the new house that we're building, there is a 100% a seat going into that shower. So Why? I, I love so this I can, I don't, for I'm, this reason. So I could just sit down and shower. It's Why? Such it's a got great the like the thing. thing over the top, like the, the rain, rain, head, rain yeah. head shower, yeah. and then the one on the front. Yeah. So I and I could just sit down the whole time. But is the rain head going to be over the seat? It is. Did you arrange for that? That's right. It did. <laughs> Dave, you're Specially the only designed. one who doesn't want to sit sa- shower. I have a seat in the shower, and I've never sat on but it. But does the just water not hit it though? No, water hits it fine. Does it? Yep. Dave, you're why don't you use it? overexert yourself for no what reason. Do you mean? Like, I, just, I mean, there's nothing more relaxing than a seat. Standing up showering is not overexerting myself. It Y'all are lazy, man. Get to work. Dave. Dave at Ed Mahoney. Because there's really no point in pretending we're... Hold up. Good at this. It's an all-new blooper reel, blooper reel on Dave and Mahoney. Chris, was it difficult to find bloopers this week? I mean, Mahoney was you know, only here for part of the week. It's a short week. I mean, there's just you got to be a lot of digging that you had to do, right? Uh, the short week definitely played a part, but uh, you kind of stepped up in Mahoney's absence, I Did gotta I? say. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. And, and Audrey as well. So. Still coming out of Such that holiday rough. fog. Here yeah. we go. Thousands of F-150s due to the rear axle hub bolt that could break. Rear axle. Axle. Yeah, nothing. Like a due to the potential issue with the rear axle hub bolt that the rear axle because their loved ones okay. passing in obituary obituaries mm-hmm. specifically because in obituary obituaries that's one of the time that your house gets burgled the most. Is it? I mean, <laughs> don't get. I'm um, never mind. Did you? Okay, so did like again, twelve year old 
you know, athletic nephew yeah. beating you at basketball is one thing. But did you like, did, like <laughs> again, bas- yeah. beating you at basketball is yeah. one thing. Beating you at basketball. I don't know, being cut out of the supply chain. Just weird, weird stuff. Being cut out of the supply the chain. supply chain. So I'll shoot the basket from not that far away and just miss the backboard. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Have I never made this revelation to you on the on the, on the show before? This that, what? <laughs> uh, revelation. Revelation. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This revelation to you on the... On revelation. The, that's making the real. <laughs> <laughs> that had high levels of lead and you're like, you, what do you mean there's something in baby food that can cause them to get sell, sick and then... You, what do you mean there's something cause them to get sell, sick and then... Because it was supposed to be delivered on a... Uh, the the logistical carrier, <laughs> something happened, and we've heard that you know Tom <clears throat> before you know this recent um, you know verbalization. Right, like for me, I do dry January every year. I'm doing it this year as well, and it's just like for me. A nice little reset because... Oh, you're not doing beer for breakfast? I mean, I'll have a sip of <laughs> uh-huh. beer for beer for breakfast. Uh-huh. Beer for breakfast. Well, all right there, friends. Mm-hmm. All I want to do is drink beer for breakfast. The five categories in which we write every single beer here. Which we write. Of that, uh, of the um, uh, amount of people that actually started that complete ride game. They get a DUI. They get ex- 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 score, uh, you know, escorted at home. I, 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 I feel like you are, you're being judgmental, Mahoney. Oh, just kidding. There, uh, the, we've extended our hours. There, there was one comment that you made about I don't have a wiener dog. You don't have a wiener No one on the show has a wiener Fox, dog. Fox, that's, that that's not that bad. Uh, obviously, the broadcast is going to be on February 11th. They, There's a huge difference between college ball, college ball and NFL ball. You get that rich road. Roasted coffee as well. All I want to do is drink beer for breakfast. Have a sip of beer. I'm like, oh, go nuts today. How many flamingos do you think you could buy for $120,000? 30 flamingos. flamingos. 30 flamingos. She could be the flamingo queen. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. Mahoney, it is nice to have you back today. There's been a couple of days that you have uh, not been feeling so hot. Feeling better now. Uh, my heart rate's no longer at 125 beats per minute sitting down, so that's also good. Mm-hmm. Glad I'm not dead. So you just went and got a flu shot, and this was just supposed to be like a normal checkup at the doctor, and then next thing you know, you're just just Laid crushed up. for a couple of days. Yeah, just, I've never had a, you know, I get the flu shot. I've got the flu shot every year for, you know, 15 plus years. Is this the, the worst that it's ever been? This is the, I've never had any sort of reaction really? to it until this point. Well, so that's why I didn't strain even, they strained you with got you good. Yeah, I, and I don't know if it was, because, you know, I, obviously I travel quite a bit, and so being on planes, maybe there was something that was underlying there as well. But is whew. it possible, though, that you're just much, much weaker? I don't know. I mean, I got yeah. one. I got one last year. I got one the year before. Mm-hmm. You know, which I would say arguably two years ago. You know, after th- I guess it was three years ago, uh, after COVID. Did you get the five variant? Because I know that they like they do all different kinds of things whenever you go through. And I'm always like, what do you mean you go about to put five different little like strains in there? And five is that what the five worms? variant is? I don't yeah. know. They give you five different strains of the yes. flu. Because they're trying to combat five different... Because the flu is just like, you know, whenever you hear about COVID, right? There's so many different variants of COVID that we've had over the years. And flu is the exact same way. You get all different kinds of strains that are indies hoping to combat one of those five. So you were just like laying at home sweating for two days? Yeah, just at home. Dude, I'm so sorry. I mean, like I slept in... I slept for probably 14, 15 hours one night, you know, because I hate missing the show, especially when I'm not like... That makes one of us. 
sick, sick. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just could not. I tried. I tried my best a couple of days ago to come in. I did one break, and I just knew that. I needed to go home, especially, you know, with my heart rate the way that it was. Luckily, like, once I laid down, it went down to about 115 or so. That's still beating but fast it, for laying yeah. down. Yeah. That's like a bad anxiety attack for, like, 24 hours straight. It, yeah. it was, and I'm just like, it, it, I, I did not love that feeling. But luckily, feeling better now, it was, I went in for a physical. And so, you know, just getting checked out normally, that was fine. But it got weird when I went to the, it wasn't the doctor who gave me the, you know, the flu shot. It was, I guess it was, you know, they have a like a, an RN. a, a separate department that does that. And it's, you know, I, I, I so I like, I'm waiting in this room for them to come get me and just got all my phone scrolling, doing what you normally do when you're just in an office just waiting. feet kicking, just sitting up on that thing. You sit up on the on the bench, or do you sit on the chair that's next to that little bench whenever you're in the room? I sit in a chair, a little paper covered bench. <laughs> yeah, do you I always sit feel on bad. That? I'm like, I don't want to ruin the paper. Oh, dude, my butt. I actually in the same way. Yeah. I rip it every I don't time. I crinkle the paper. I, yeah. do that. I was just at the chiropractor yesterday. Same thing. I'm like, I don't want to mess, right. mess with the paper. But they, they, but do you think that they don't take that paper off with each person? That I'm comes sure they the room? do. They, 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 they do. That's the point the, of it. It's my guilt complex. It's an OCD thing. So. The nurse that comes and gets me, she's a little bit older than I am, attractive woman. She's probably 55-ish if I was if I was guessing. You didn't she, get a physical boner, did you? I did not get a physical boner. There was a pause there. But, <laughs> but I did turn my head. She's and very she's very friendly. She's like, oh, you know, like talking to me about my shirt and I have my gold chain on. Well, oh well. She, and she's she, like, you look like you're ready for a vacation. I'm like, every day, you every know. Every day is a vacation. <laughs> every day in my <laughs> life is a vacation. You want to go on vacation with me? I ride this way. Did you wear your pinky ring in? I did not wear my pinky ring. <laughs> so we Howard. sit down and we're going over like my vital signs because they they have to go over all of those before they give you a shot and all that sort of stuff. And she, like, keeps, I guess since, you know, I come right from the show to this appointment, she keeps, like, I, I had headphone hair, I guess. And, She's you know, petting and you. And so she, like, starts petting my hair. What? To, like, get my, I have, like, a, an alfalfa style Please tell me hair. she went... And she's, she's like, she's like petting my like hair. A that's a, that's a, that's a grandma move. I feel like she didn't spit on her hand, but she's like, petting, she's like petting my hair down. And, and you, uh, does she have any idea what a mama's boy you are? Like, did that you, you like, love just, being taken care like, of? I love you so much, ma'am. <laughs> I don't know your first name, but I love you. And she you know, starts asking me about <laughs> the, you know, like what oh, I do for a living, this sort curious. of stuff. But then like we go to do the shot and they're like, and I, and I tell her because I don't have great veins. You know, it's one of the things. It's like uh, techs, unless you're a really good RN or, you know, a, a blood tech, usually have issues. I'm like, you can go in through my hands if you want because those veins will just... Are beefy. Much, much easier to <laughs> find, yeah. And they will they will, they will, will be, they will go, they will bleed well. And she's like, ah, no, like, like, let me try both of your arms. And like in the process of doing this, she keeps pulling my... Like, I've got my hand in a fist, mm -hmm. you know, because you're like, that's what you need to do when you're giving blood to kind of like raise the, yeah, the, the, veins. The, veins. To the veins. So I've got yeah. my hand in like a fist, but she keeps like pulling my arm basically into her boob. Like, oh, yeah, this is a connection. Dude, yeah. And I'm just like, and like, it happens the first time. I'm like, whoa. Like, you know, the first time you're like, that's like, hey, something. I'm you sorry about that. You audibly said, whoa, lady. Whoa. <laughs> I, didn't say, I didn't audibly, but like, like, I had that like visceral reaction where like whoa, my hand now. just touched. 
a boob that is not my wife's boob. Right, yeah. And that's not like, you know, especially like when you're in a, a setting like this, I'm like, okay, like, you know, like, move my hand. Yeah, and she did it again. Three different times. She loves you. She's in love with you. You know, I do need a, a new primary care physician, <laughs> and I got great veins, you know. So. Just go in with a little alfalfa. Again, very out. nice, I and I don't, I don't know if it was intentional, but it made me Dude, very, very uncomfortable. she got you sick. She wants you back. Yeah. Is that what it is? That's the reason why you got the flu. Okay. She, she wants to see you, you again. <laughs> You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. You know the songs. You know the songs. Be working so hard. But do you know them when they sound this bad? I've got this it's Cover Your Ears on Dave and Mahoney. Janine is joining us today for a round of Cover Your Ears. How are you, Janine? I am doing great. How are you? Excellent. we got 30 seconds on the clock for each one of these. you got a couple lifelines if necessary. you got to get three out of the four. And in order to get a full point, you need the artist and the song. Again, some help available if you need it. we got 30 seconds on the clock for each one. Let the full 30 seconds play out before you make your guess. Here we go with song number one. Good luck. <laughs> Questionable as far as the audio recording of it, but they had something going there. I was there. a kid. Uh, yeah. Can't make fun of I've a kid. I've heard worse. 187,000 views on that one, so oh, actually okay. pretty good. Uh, Janine, over to you. Do you know that one? That was Ozzy Osbourne, Crazy Train. Full point. There you go. Well done. On the board. Woo! The next one here is a little less popular, and by a little less, I mean this one has two views, mm. and we are one Ooh, of them. Whoa. So uh, probably the person that uploaded it, and then us, and that is it. And now we are going to share this masterpiece with you. Good luck. Wife and kids, household pet. Mommy Green was no safe bed. Bullet screamed to me somewhere. Stop it right there, unfortunately. It's a heroin in audio form. No Starting it good. <laughs> How did you make that song seem more on heroin? Yeah, right. It was already on heroin. <laughs> Janine, do you know that one or do you need some help there? You know, I know it and, and I've heard it many times, but I'm drawing a blank. That's what this game does to you mm -hmm. every time. You can uh, definitely exactly. tap in Mahoney or I, though. Yes, what, either, either, whichever one of you guys know what. <laughs> we both do. Okay, so Mahoney, take it away. Okay. That is uh, one of my favorite bands. That's Allison Chains. Allison Chains and? and? That's Rooster. Rooster is correct. Well done. Rooster. Yep. And that's exactly what I thought it was, but I was afraid to guess wrong. That's fair. <laughs> Okay, so you can win it right here if you get this one. And I, I got some good okay, news. This one good. has got 13.2 million views. Shoot, buddy. That's a lot of yeah. views, Dave. Uh, this is just so some context here played on a 14 string guitar. They make those? Let's see. They sure do. Let's see if you can figure this one out.
I mean, beautiful, very well done. Awesome. But I think we can all agree that's too many strings. We could have done with 12. We don't but need he's 14. playing yeah. all yeah. of it. I so know. it matters. Yeah. He or she, does, whoever. Does it matter? Yes. Janine, over to you. For the win, do you know it? I know it's Metallica, but I don't know the name of the song. It matters that they have so many guitar strings. Nothing it, else matters. Nothing else matters. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I don't know how you did it. She's a musical genius. Excellent, excellent. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. Listen for reviews of your new favorite new brews. favorite brews. It's beer for breakfast. It's beer for breakfast every Friday on Dave and Mahoney. We've made it to another Friday. All I wanna eat is we are still employed. We are still here. Things are still, uh, you know, good. It's a new year. It's a new us. It's a new beer. And the new beer that we are drinking today here on Beer for Breakfast is the Founders Breakfast Stout. It's described as a double chocolate coffee oatmeal stout, roasted coffee, sweet. And decadent, it has 8.3% alcohol by volume and 60 IBUs, the five categories in which we'd rate every single beer here on Beer for Breakfast. Look, smell, taste, feel, and drinkability. We don't need a drum roll until the end. Oh, not yet? Oh, sorry not until that. the end. Sorry about that. Just, just, that's the one time. My bad. We need that. Uh, Founders, one of our favorite beers over the years. They make some really, honestly, some of the best stouts, porters, and... Uh, just in the business, in my opinion. What are you doing? She's pairing that with chocolate. Yeah, man. Our, uh... She has got a handful <laughs> of chocolate, and she. I look over. She's housing the beer, and I didn't understand why you're taking such a big pull. It's because mm-hmm. you're washing down the chocolate. I bet that is a fantastic combination. Dude, I got more over here. If you want oh, some, no, no, I'll, I'll share. Well, we've got more. We got more chocolate too, because that was the chocolate our big boss, mm-hmm. the owner of our company, mm-hmm. uh, sent yeah, us for to her, that was sick. a holiday present, which is nice. <laughs> that was a really nice gift, dude. You were just housing. That. I like that the owner of our company gifts us chocolates for <laughs> the holidays, and we're sitting here drinking it on her air while having beer for breakfast. <laughs> we have an important job. Let's right. start off with the uh, the very first category, which is the look. I mean, the founder's designing is just, again, it's classic. It's appealing. It's not, I wouldn't say it's flashy, but it's it's certainly appealing. The look of the beer, very dark. You've got a nice tan head on there as well. Overall, an appealing looking beer. Let's move on to the next category. Sorry, Dave, you chocolate, and now it's cool. Thick. <laughs> Just keep washing it down with that beer, brother. Oh, well, it's really good, though. Really good. <laughs> Moving on to the next category, which is the smell. I mean, and taking a pretty potent big whiff of that, you can get a fair amount of alcohol yeah. in there. I mean, there's a lot of coffee in there. There's a, that, like, nice, like, molasses, that sweetness yep. that kind of is coming through as well. But there is a discernible amount of alcohol in the nose mm-hmm. as well. I'm getting um, I'm here for that. Some people don't coffee. like that. I like the I like the alcohol in the nose. It's not off. Do you like the though. alcohol or no? Um, it's because I think I'm getting a little bit double whammy. I'm. It's definitely I'm smelling because one of the things with founders is that they do smell pretty potent. Doesn't matter what beer you're getting, whether it's one of their IPAs or not. This is alcohol forward, but I'm getting that coffee, which is it balancing to me in the nose, which means that I'm going to be 
a fan of this beer. Like, it's not like I'm like smelling only coffee and then, you know, I've already tasted it, so I don't know that I like it. But, you know, it's it's it smells balanced, which I appreciate. It's a well, you're, you're right. And that's what Founders is known for. Big flavors, but with balance. I think they are one of the, and if I had to pick my top three breweries in the entire United States, Founders is on that list of my top three with, I mean, they have, they, they just never miss. And I mean, Dave, I know you've taken a drink already and I've taken a drink. Let's all take another drink of the Founders Breakfast Stout. I mean, this is, when you talk about beers for breakfast, this kind of encapsulates all of that. Because it has that coffee taste to it. And it's got that little bit of that bitterness that you get with like a true black coffee. Yeah. Um, there's something that I hadn't picked up on that Hoppa just pointed out is that there's also like dark cherry yeah. and dates in there. And which, when you're getting that, when, you, mm-hmm. when you're, you're getting that, you get that dark fruit with that dark bitter chocolate that blends really well together. And honestly, you know, this thing coming in at 8.3% ABV I, I'm not. I don't. I get a little bit of alcohol singe on the on the end, but it's, the it's, not, really it's not overwhelming. And yeah. when you and we talk and going back to the smell too, when we're talking about alcohol in the nose, it's not that like jet fuel or a off putting alcohol. It's a, it's an inviting alcohol. It's a but nice it kind of you know creamy malty type of alcohol. And um, this this beer to me feels like the sort of beer where if you were on vacation. In the winter months, especially. This is a winter beer for me. You know, like at an Irish pub or something like that, and you didn't want to go for the Bloody Mary or whatever it is, or mimosas. Like, this is a truly, and it's hard to find, a truly good breakfast beer. This tastes like oatmeal in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah, you got the oats in there as well, yeah. the dark the dark fruits. You've got the uh, sweet molasses. Audrey, you love stouts. You love porters. What are your thoughts on this, this one? This is the breakfast stout that is the style of why I like breakfast stouts. Right. It's kind of like the never-ending gobstopper of beverages. Like, I feel like as we're drinking it, you're getting all of these different flavor palettes. Like, you're just like, oh, it's coffee. Oh, it's oatmeal stout. Oh, I'm tasting the chocolate. It's like as you're going through the beer, you're getting more of those flavors. It's and layered. It's layered. And, you know, one of the things that um, totally turned me on to the style of beer, again, stouts and porters and things that, like, in this nature, it was uh, Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale. And one of the ways that they paired their breakfast stout with it, it was was over ice cream. Yeah, the KBS. And it was the KBS, and, you know, this is exactly what... It is a... An easier sought out version of that. Yeah. And you can find this on any shelf. It's going to be there. And if you pour this, it's like... It is the perfect adult... Dessert, the decadent version, because it's strong, it's to the point, and over ice cream, again, it's just the way I fell in love with this beer and these beers in general, and it's kind of bringing it back home it's for me. It's more, I think it's, and I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there, it's more accessible than some of the stuff that's been aged in bourbon barrels that kind of has, you get that big bourbon flavor. This is just balanced, flavorful, delicious. Mm. Dave, you're more of an IPA guy. You're a fan of this as well? What were your thoughts? I am. I, you know, I don't like a lot of stouts. I don't like beers that are even a little bit heavy. You yeah. know, I mean, I know that IPAs sometimes can get that way. But for me, like the, having the alcohol content at 8.3 does make a difference. Because yeah. if you are enjoying this, you can have like two of these, I think, and be feeling it pretty yeah. well. But not feeling like you're going through and drinking like we were talking about with the bourbon barrels. 
it doesn't feel like you're drinking straight whiskey. Doesn't, it right. doesn't sit heavy <laughs> yes. either. Yeah. And that's, I yeah. think, you can get through them. You could have a couple. Yeah, uh, and it, it really is pleasant kind of all the way around. I actually feel like you could pair this with a whole bunch of different types of food as well. Oh, yeah. Like a roast. Great. Uh, uh, or you do steak. it with a roast. You could do it with a steak and eggs. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. And even though it's, you know, called a breakfast out, I think this beer drinks well any time of the day. The mouthfeel, uh, medium-bodied, smooth, rich, Big fan of that. Overall, uh, price point, I think I paid around $17, $16, $17 for a four-pack of this, which I think for a premium beer, getting a premium product is right on pace. At a good ABV. At a yeah. really solid ABV. I mean, you buy a four-pack, you drink a four-pack. You're going to be feeling You're going to feel tired. Yeah. not going to be Exactly. You're not going to be feeling bad. I think this is one of the best... Uh, stouts out there. I I really like all of their stouts. The KBS, as you mentioned earlier, Audrey's one of my favorites. I think this is maybe their most uh, commercially uh, accessible beer. So can good. I get a drum roll, please, Dave? I don't know if we have a drum roll in here. I think we do. On Mahoney's Beer Scale Supremacy, I give the Founders Breakfast Stout a four. Point three out of five. 4.3. Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. All right, so Mahoney, you and Chris, question for you guys. Uh, have you reached a point in your life where you realize that you are no longer tough? Because we were just talking about, you know, fighting and when we were younger men, you know, you do a lot of crazy stuff. And I know for a while there, like, all of us probably fancied ourselves as not necessarily like tough guys, but you could certainly handle yourself. Well, we would get into fights a lot when we were younger. And, you know, up until uh, I would say, you know, my 30s, probably, uh, you would still, I, there, was a, there was a potential for me to get into a fight. Now, at the uh, old age of 42, Dave, but uh, I, will say I that feel you, like you I'm, powered it down probably at about the right time, like when. Everyone learned jiu-jitsu is yeah. when you decided to stop <laughs> just fighting <laughs> in the streets. Us yeah. living in Las Vegas, you know, everybody, the fight capital world, didn't matter what anybody looked like at that point in yeah. time. We, yeah. We've seen the Michael Jackson impersonator armbar drunk tourist yeah. down yeah. on Fremont Street. That's, That's real. Happened. That's actually real. His yeah, judo's pretty solid. His jiu-jitsu is... Even better. Well, yeah. hey, he got, he got right. the tap. <laughs> it was all right. Say hee hee. I, he. I feel like... <laughs> 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 if I was if I was a Michael Jackson impersonator, that's sure. exactly what I would do. <laughs> though I think with the thriller, <laughs> I think I'm tougher now, though, in different ways. Like I will find a way to ruin your life. Oh yeah, but that's just because you not, have like I'm a, not, a lawyer now. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna fist fight anybody. Yeah, I'll get I'm litigious. Not less tough, but I think I'm more efficient on what I would do. Like instead of like throwing down and getting into a fight, I would just kick you in the nuts and run. Like something, <laughs> something like that. Fair. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you you've gotten wiser as you've gotten yeah. older, but there was a, a moment for me, because again, like I used to fancy myself, you know, didn't we tie in martial arts for all these years? Like I could handle myself. I went to just go get like an eye exam to see if I'm like a candidate for LASIK. And so mm-hmm. they're doing all this stuff where there's scans of the eye and like the technology is crazy with they how do the, they do the little, come. The little the little the blowing thing in your eye? No, oh, they didn't I hate do that. that. Oh, yeah. I, I, I hate freak that. out the whole time. I, I asked for it, but they said no. no. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, what is that? They didn't blow in your eye? No, no. They they had drops that they put in my eye, and they had like this numbing stuff. It was yeah. wild. So what they, kind of bootlegged but, eye no, doctor did you oh, no, go this, to? The this, eye blow is like an everyday, is 100% I think that's apart. only if you're dialing your eyes, though. Yeah, so mm. the, this 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 eye doctor was incredible. Like They had all of the new technology, and like just how far it's come yeah. is nuts. But at one point, they, like, shine, like, a really bright light in my eyeball. Mm-hmm. And just to emphasize how I am no longer tough, 
I was like, Hoom. like I felt like I was going to throw up. Is did that you, normal? Did you think of me? Because you remember what I told you that anytime I ever have like a oh light that shines no. directly into my eyeball, I, I didn't even I didn't even put that together. You okay? So we're a very fragile. So if Audrey what? gets a, a light right to the eye, because this happened to you at a concert, right? Yes. Where like a laser hit you in the I eye. I wasn't even drinking. You like just I mean, fainted like a little I goat. fainted oh, yeah. like a goat, I and I freaked story. out. Yeah. So I was at yeah, I was in college, and I was at a concert with some of my friends. They weren't anywhere around me. They were kind of up a little bit further sure. than I was. And one of the laser beams that was like at the show hit me like you said Dave directly in my eye and I went I turned into a puddle <laughs> and I like army crawled over to the trash can because I was so scared I was like what just happened to me so it might be a thing did you ask your your eye doctor what that's about well to make it even worse the technician that's doing this is like super attractive uh-huh. and so of course I'm of course. just like, just swallowing your <laughs> swallowing your puke <laughs> crying I'm like what time. is wrong with me it's just a light to the eye like I couldn't even take getting pulled over at this point <laughs> I'm sorry, officer. <laughs> so are you? Excuse me, sir. Are you a candidate for LASIK, though? Uh, I don't think so. Which is really? kind of which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, yeah what, I don't what, think you'd be able to handle that what's either. What's your? <laughs> no, it's, it's, uh, as somebody who's gotten LASIK, I love it. You know, but I was. Uh, no, you've I talked about it. Yeah, I've had, I've had for it. almost 15 years. Yeah, so I, I don't think so right now. They say that they they're going to take like a slower approach to it. He said that if they did LASIK and kind of rushed into it, that could be a mistake long term. It's not really that bad. It's like there's just something with my little. I don't know. I got weird corneas, I guess, man. Huh. I, I was going to add. I think your eyeballs are the same, Dave, because I I could see without my glasses, but I need them because my eyes get really tired or my corneas. Something about them, it's like they're almost like, they're like, they're shaped a little different. They're like not, they're not shaped right. Hmm. I got weird cornies. We got, we got weird cornies <laughs> and we'll just faint. That's a wrap. Well, it's about time. Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. At Dave and Mahoney. They're everywhere. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Listen anytime and on demand at Dave and Mahoney. Dot, 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 dot com.